Ladies and gentlemen, with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton and Robertson Hare, here is Frankie Howard. Don't laugh. We're a bit tearful here, a bit tearful, because it's the last show of the series. No, it's a shame, really. It's sad, because I've been up all night crying in my cocoa, you know. <laughs> but it's been exhausting. It's been exhausting. It really has. It wasn't so much sort of doing the shows as explaining the gags afterwards, <laughs> especially to the writers. But the <laughs> the producer, you know, Bill Worsley, the woeful Willie Worsley, he said we can't let the series end without some sort of celebration. I'm still not sure which way he meant that. <laughs> he said, let's throw a party. I said, that's a good idea. Where? He said, at your place. <laughs> it turned out to be a proper farewell party, all right? Farewell to 30 quid. <laughs> this lot can drink, you know. What? What? <laughs> what? I should say so. They've got four breweries working on overtime. <laughs> anyway, we had some beef sandwiches, corned beef. I thought it was more appropriate. <laughs> after that, we, after we spent a couple of hours lubricating our liver, we all decided we'd go out together to see a film. So someone suggested we see Naughty Nudes of 1966. But they shouted me down. So we... <laughs> so we went to see Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago, and guess who had to pay? Muggins. Muggins. There were 20, 24 of us, so the cashier said that'll be 13 pounds, four shillings. I said, well, just to see Dr. Zhivago, I said, what is he, a specialist? <laughs> Mind you, here, you like, was worth the money, worth the money. Two and a half hours of perfect entertainment. Perfect entertainment, you see. No, well, I was sitting next to the producer's secretary, and, oh, she's a bit of hot stuff. What? <laughs> she melted every ice lolly in the place. <laughs> she throw out any wage freeze, I tell you. But there was more people watching us than the picture. <laughs> One of them was her husband. And um, when he came over and said who he was, I did the only thing a decent man could do. I ran for my life. I, well, I, well, no, I wasn't scared. Oh, no, I wasn't scared. It was just that, see, a thespian like me has to take a thespian. <laughs> You have to look it up when you get home, a thespian. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. You see, he has to take care of his looks because... Uh, I have to take care of my looks. What do you mean, my looks are old enough to take care of themselves? No, fair play. But, but for looks that can't be matched, you ought to see my landlady, old Mother Harris. Lately she's been on this beauty kick, you know. On this beauty kick. I think she got hers from a horse. <laughs> but no, sorry, no, I just thought of that. I wish I had now, but she came bustling in the other morning, all panting and press-ups. Oh, Mr. H, here, did you know I'm signing up for a course in health and beauty? You've left it a bit late, haven't you, love? <laughs> Still, it'll, it'll be a challenge for someone, won't it? Oh, no, I've already had two lessons. You see, because my Fred likes me to keep in shape. Yes, yes. Yes, I've already dropped a few pounds. <laughs> I should say there's been a general slump. <laughs> I wonder what? what Rex is bringing round this morning to tone me up. A block and tackle. <laughs> yeah, that'll be him now. Oh, excuse me, Mr H, I'll let him in. Oh, good morning, Mrs H. Oh, whoops. <laughs> my, my, we are looking trim. 
And who have we here? Tarzan? <laughs> or his mate? <laughs> uh, Mr H, I'd like you to meet Rex. Ah, my pleasure. Keeping fit, are we? Hmm, you could do with getting off a bit here and there. Oh, I frequently get off with a bit here and there. <laughs> Rex, what have you got for me? Oh, and do come in. Ah. Mr. H, yes. have a go, have a go with the skipping rope. Yes. Look, just jump up and down a few times shouting, salt, mustard, vinegar, pepper. <laughs> in my condition, you'd be lucky if I can jump up once and say, cruet. <laughs> with them Indian clubs. Come. All right, then, Indian clubs, right. I'll get these twirling. Up, happy, up the round. Here we go. Oh. Now for a trick. Hey. Oh, careful. Oh. Great. Here, look what you've done. You've knocked Rex clean out. What are we going to do? Well, that'll teach you a lesson. What do you mean? Don't get mixed up with physical Rex. <laughs> oh, dear. Francis strikes again. Actually, between me and you, I should be glad to get away from her for a couple of weeks. I'm going abroad for a break, so I've got to. So I now I've got to learn abroadese. Because no, well I think you should learn the lingo, don't you? Oh, by the way, I've, to, I've just remembered you have to get, have a jab, don't you? Eh, well, I'm going a jab, you know. I thought it must be the drains there. Mind you, no, no, I'm not worried about jabs. So I, I have jabs in the army, and they weren't very fussy there, you know because they used to do us four at a time, with a fork. <laughs> anyway, if you'll excuse will you excuse me while I pop down my doctor, and get down to see my doctor and, and get it over with? Don't you chat among yourselves, I shan't be a second. <laughs> excuse me, nurse. Nurse, is the uh, doctor in? What a stupid question. Pardon? Well, what do you think all these people are waiting for? A funny line of the script, I should think. <laughs> Just look at this waiting room. It's packed. Oh, I feel so sorry for Dr. Hastings. He can't work at this pressure much longer. I'm taking a tonic myself. Loaded with gin by the sound of it. <laughs> you people just don't realise the work involved. Oh, well, I shan't keep him long. I'm just going to Spain first, you see, to Barcelona. Um, uh, this time next week I shall be a proper little Barcelonian. <laughs> well, what do you want? I better repeat that. Barcelonian. Well, come on, what do you want? A vaccination. Oh, you and a hundred others. Well, it's all good for trade, isn't it? Keeps them in practice. <laughs> Keeps them in practice. <laughs> Please yourselves. I, I bet he's using more needles than jukebox jury is. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to wait your turn. Just, just try and find a seat. All right, thank you for the right, right, right. God, there's a crush, there's a crush in here, isn't there? I'll just squeeze in somewhere. Oh, madam! Careful with that shopping bag. It's a very crusty French loaf protruding. <laughs> Kinda remove it. That's the yeast you can do. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yes. Oh, I rose to that one. <laughs> or sung to it, if you prefer. Uh, oh, oh, pardon me. I, I must have a sit down before I go home. Yes, you look a bit peaky. What's the trouble? Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. The doctor's just given me a vaccination. A vaccination? Yes, I'm going on holiday, you know. Oh, that's all I'm, that's all I'm here for. Listen. It doesn't hurt, does it? I don't want you to think I'm a coward. I am, but I don't, I don't want you to think it. Do you dance? No, 
Well, you will in a minute. <laughs> He's got a blunt needle. I see. <laughs> oh, look at the time. It must be my turn soon. Next patient. Thank you. Oh, Thank not you, you. I know, holiday maker. You wouldn't have a bucket and spade handy, I suppose. <laughs> Yes, they're just another of them. Right, jack it off. Get that sleeve rolled up quickly. I haven't got all day. All right, all right. Don't be hasty, Hastings. What's happened to the bedside manner? Not made yet, I suppose. <laughs> I've no time. I've simply no time for pleasantries. I'm doing a 16-hour day here. You're in a doctor's dilemma, aren't you? <laughs> Come over here. You know, I, I do wish I could hold this needle still. Oh, so do I. <laughs> I didn't come here to have my ears pierced, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's just that I, I can't take much more. I can tell that. Yes. You've just about reached the end of your stethoscope, haven't you? <laughs> oh, it's, it's been coming on for some time. Yeah, I think it's got here now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do for it? Oh, well, my nurse usually gives me a massage. Does she? Yes. <laughs> Look, you need a holiday. Right. Here's a ticket. Have it on me. Oh, but, but who'll tell my nurse? Don't worry, she'll get the message, and I'll get the message. <laughs> oh, I've taken a turn for the nurse. <laughs> Have you noticed how your friends can suddenly disappear? It's true, it's true. It's happened to me several times, you know, several times. You pop in unexpectedly, and they're not there. I thought I was using the wrong pomade at first. Then I tweaked. They're all emigrating. They're all emigrating. I can understand it. Because I've thought about it myself, you know. The Commonwealth needs young blood. And my blood's younger than I am. <laughs> now, I found out about this emigrating lark first. When some friends, some friends rang up, you see, and said they were going to Australia. And would I see them off? I thought, why not? I like seaports. Because I've met some very unusual people there. Very unusual. There was Maggie May. Well, she often did. And I remember... <laughs> I remember one little filly. One little filly very much travelled. Known in shipping circles as Dockyard Dora. <laughs> oh, she... Oh, what? Oh! Talk about slips that pass in the night. <laughs> anyway! <laughs> I nipped down to Southampton to say cheerio to these friends, you see, emigrating. Ah, yes. This must be the, the ship. Lots of people aboard. I'll trot up the gangplank. Oh, look. I've heard about shipboard romances, but look at those two. We haven't started yet, and they're halfway there. <laughs> I dread to think what they'll be like in the hot climates. <laughs> now then, where's cabin 41? Ah, here we are. Like that. Champagne, sir? Ah, thank you, steward. Ah, who did you wish to see, sir? Don't you bother, I'll find them. Ah. There's such a crush in here. A lot of people leaving for foreign parts. Oh, Wiggy, darling. I didn't know you'd be along. Mm. <laughs> She's all fur coat and nose spinnakers. <laughs> he doesn't sound like my lot. They had to sell the semi and the allotment to make the trip. Oh, Wiggy, we're going to have such fun. Yeah. And they tell me the food is simply divine. Oh, you're so right, Angie. You know, I'm, 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 I'm already popped 
around 14 simply huge scampies. Oh, brownie wiggy. What a piggy wiggy. <laughs> I still can't see my lot. Manners. <laughs> well, the champers place havoc, doesn't it? Right, sir. Now, if you wouldn't mind going to your own cabin, sir, I'd like to clear the way. Cabin? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just seeing someone off. They're emigrating. Emigrating? Yes. This is a luxury cruise, going to the Bahamas. Oh, no, you got it wrong. You're on the wrong boat. The, the good ship Mandays is off to Australia. You are quite right, sir. Yes, you see, they all look alike, don't they? There's one other point, sir. Yes. This is the good ship Cavonia. Yes. Well, pardon? <laughs> the Cavonia? Well, I'm on the wrong boat. You better load the gangplank. We are three miles out. So it better be a long gangplank, hasn't it? <laughs> Couldn't you pull the communication cord or something? You know, I think you'd better come along, see the captain. Or I'll get it sorted out. After all, I'm... See, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Off to the Bahamas with no pyjamas. <laughs> In a flighty with no nighty. <laughs> now, look, are you coming? Or do I have to frog march you? Hello, hello. What's happened to the unction? Gone up the junction. <laughs> Just you follow me. You'll regret this, you know. I'm not without influence. I know the owner's wife. Oh, what? She's fond of yachting. And I've sailed close to the wind once or twice. <laughs> Come in. Excuse me, Captain, sir. I caught a starway. Bully for you. <laughs> he can have a taste of the cat. I heard the food was bad. <laughs> Just one for the kitty. <laughs> Just tow your tongue. Where did you find him? One of the cabins, sir. Some cotton bull story about seeing people all. You know where to put him? In the special cabin. I'll enter it in the log. A log cabin. <laughs> right, you. Come with me. Yeah, how much lower are we going? I haven't seen a porthole for five minutes. Oh, we're getting near it. I should hope so. I won't need much suntan lotion down here, will I? Right. These are your quarters. I can't sleep with them. Why not? They're not fussy. Oh, now I know what they mean by steerage. Oh, don't worry, you won't be here long. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. You report to me five tomorrow morning for duties. I had a shocking night. I had a shocking night. They gave me a hammock and only one hook. <laughs> Next morning, it took me an hour to straighten up. I only did that with the help of a probing steer. <laughs> then it started. Started. Waiter! Coming, sir. Barman! Yeah, drinks right away, sir. Coming. Oh, you! All right, all right. You're right. I was working for the crew as well. I was only getting four hours sleep a day. And if it wasn't for the 12 hours I was getting at night, <laughs> I'd have been proper pooped. Anyway, the third night out, they gave me a 15-minute break. So up on deck, I went. Oh, this is nice, the sun going down. Look at that gorgeous silhouette. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Pardon me. I didn't see you by the companion way. Isn't it warm? Mm. Do you like a balmy evening? 
<laughs> I'd settle for a mad ten minutes. By the way, yes? I'm Stella. Are you? A deck forward. I'm Francis. Steerage. And way ahead of you. Do you know? I go to the Bahamas every year for a little sun. Pardon? Oh, I see, I see. I go to Norfolk uh, for the broads. <laughs> now you're teasing, Stella. I haven't seen you on deck. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what games do you play? No! I'm, uh, I'm very good at... <laughs> yes, I shove a lovely hate me. Francis. I meant something playful that passes the time. So did I. <laughs> oh, Francis, you devil of the deep. Oh. Yes. Do you think it might get a little rough later on? With any luck. <laughs> oh, she's a sport. She's a sport. Goodbye. What a comfort she'd be in the crow's nest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, we've had a, what a, we had a game this week, what a game we've had. Now, about a fortnight ago, we did a Roman epic, you know, we did a Roman epic. We had to, because this, our producer, Weary Willie Worsley, he'd, no, he'd written this, you see, and it was a right load of old Tatticus, I tell you, <laughs> this Roman epic. Well, that went to his head, and so he's written another one, and what's worse, he insists we do it now. What can you do, you see, you have to keep in with him for the work, you see. Now, this is all about the French Revolution. I hope the French never hear it. <laughs> they'll never get in the common market, I tell you, they do. Anyway, I'm not taking any responsibility for this. So, Wallace, you're good at carrying cans. Would you oblige with the kick-off? Right. Among the great classic novels of the French Revolution is Baroness Orpsey's saga of Sir Percy Blakeney. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the story of the Scarlet Pimpernel, or... <laughs> Oxy, keep your tail up. <laughs> well, I warned you, didn't I? I warned you. We go back to 1789 for our story. And the gags. <laughs> the scene is London, and our hero, and you can guess who that is. And why not? My cars were just made for silk stockings. It's getting kinky already, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, our hero, Sir Francis Blakeney, gay, debonair, handsome. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Look, just get on with it or you'll be for the bacon slice in a tumbril. He is taking the air in St. James's. There's no doubt that in London society, Sir Francis was considered as a little bandy. Dandy, dandy. <laughs> Will it never end? 
He was making his elegant way to an evening at Lady Maltravers, a glittering occasion, and the party is at its height when Sir Francis arrives. Oh, Sir Francis, you're here. Oh! <laughs> She's sharp, this one, isn't she? Always delighted to have you in my drawing room. It's very naughty of me to say so, but you really are a flop. Flop? The word is flop. <laughs> what can you do? Oh, what a divine snuff box you have, encrusted with diamonds. Yes, it's not to be sneezed at, is it? <laughs> Don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> would you, would you like a little pinch? Got one. <laughs> oh, Sir Francis. Oh, I love a lark in the library, yes. Oh, well, come along now. I mustn't monopolise you. Uh, Sir Jocelyn. Well, 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 if it isn't Sir Francis. <laughs> Highborn twit. <laughs> Get Zooks, step me. And buy one. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll say something in a minute. Don't go. Haven't I seen you a wand recently? Really? <laughs> I've been having a wallaking time with Lady Wosbury. <laughs> Much more than that, I shall wick something. <laughs> oh, Sir Francis, you really are the wag. Uh, right, right, right. Ooh. Now the others have gone. It's gone all sinister, hasn't it? <laughs> a word in your ear. Right, I'll just take my wig off. <laughs> It is imperative you should journey to France in yes. all haste. There yes. are those who need your help. Chauvelin has captured the duchies of Normandy, Brittany and Versailles. And where has he locked those three old ladies? <laughs> in the Louvre. <laughs> and there is someone else needs your help. Yes. It is Marie Antoinette. Yes. She is in hiding with her uncle. Uncle? That's his story, dirty old devil. <laughs> I nipped elegantly back to my rooms to pick up a few things for the journey. A bucket of toilet water, clean lace cuffs and a hat pin. <laughs> well, you can titter. They wore some way out gear in those days. Mind you, those high-riding boots can tickle your fancy. <laughs> anyway, five hours later, I reined in at a coaching inn. A coach was just leaving. <laughs> Not that sort of coach. <laughs> this is the Dover Road, not the South End Road. Let us proceed. I approach the inn. Ho there! Serving wench. Tally not. Nip about a bit. Hustle thy bustle. <laughs> oh, sir, it is an honour indeed to have such an eye-born gent cross the threshold of our humble inn. I hopes you find me fair of countenance. Buxom of figure, my red rosy cheeks, my come-hither glasses, and my fine ample curves. Look, fatty. <laughs> we don't want an inventory. All you had to say was welcome, sir. That's oh, all. I'm sorry, sir. I got carried away. Yeah, you're not, not any more like that. You will be. Now, bring me some victuals and some grub. You see, they don't know. They don't know. Fancy writing that. I'll have a yard of ale and two feet of roast pork. <laughs> it's a pair of trotters. Now, <laughs> please yourselves. And you can bed my old nag down. Ah, you got the wife with thee. <laughs> she 
she's writing her own jokes in as well now. I mean, my horse. Oh, it will be an honour and a pleasure, sir, to attend to your needs. Arr. Jim lad. <laughs> I'll have a walk in the plank in a minute. And when you've finished your meal, sir, you'll find your room ready and... We're in for a fair old night. The line is for a fair cold night. <laughs> Look, this is a family show, you know. Right, wench. I am ready to retire. Something you should have done years ago. <laughs> There's your room, sir. Good night to you, sir. Your horse has been bedded down, sir. <laughs> Splashy do this. <laughs> me thinks I could do with a spot of shut eye. Get me wig down. Hello? Hello? Who's this in the bed? It looks as though I'm sharing. <laughs> <laughs> and I know with. I'm not having two cold hooves in my back. <laughs> House late, I was in Paris. It was an ugly scene. The mob had taken over. It's looking nasty. I'll make for the Bastille. That's where the dreaded Robespierre lurks. I know, I saw the film. I want to get Marie Antoinette and her uncle out. Good job for the plot. I've found this back door open. This is her cell. Look, she's waving something through the bars to the crowds. Oh, dirty cat. <laughs> and chilly, I imagine. I'll knock. Who is that? Without? You, dear, from what I can see. <laughs> I've come to rescue you and your uncle. Oh, you must be the renowned and formidable Scarlet Pimp. <laughs> Pimpernel. Wait, wait in here. Ten minutes and he's got that line wrong. <laughs> I suppose you're the uncle. Yes. Allow me to introduce myself. Yes. I am the Count Gaston de Beauvray. Yes. Since the revolution, I have had to work for the living. Have they? Do you know the French for... Oh, calamity. Look, Dad. <laughs> Look, Dad, there's a tumbrel due in ten minutes. I suggest you hop on it. <laughs> Good mornings begin with gelatine. Au <laughs> revoir. Very well. I wish you titty for <laughs> and titty for lay. I resent that. Very well. I shall withdraw the titty for lay. <laughs> the pimpanel at my side. I am no longer in danger. <laughs> That's what you think, girl. <laughs> we must flee before the dreaded Robespierre arrives. Oh, I'm ready for... Oh, did you see I burst out then? Did you notice that? I'm ready for him. The rascally rapscallion. He's already caught 14 of my men with the aid of my wife. Oh, that is quite a bug. Oh, you know my wife. <laughs> Oh. Ah. Ah. The notorious, they seek him here, they seek him there. All right, clever dick, we know how it goes, come on. <laughs> Look out, 
fortune in swordsmanship. Have at you. Have at you. We all fall down. <laughs> A neat cut here, a neat cut there. And what have you to say now? Would you mind if I pull my breeches up? <laughs> There's a nasty draught round the Bastille. <laughs> On guard! <laughs> Back, you dog. Back, I say. I'm too good for you. Into the cell you go. Ah, got him. Locked him in the dungeon. I knit back to Marie Antoinette. She was very grateful. The next three weeks were... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Naughty, Pimpernel. Talk about having your cake and eat it. Oh! For the last 30 minutes, you've been with Hugh Whitfield, Wallace Eaton, Robertson Hare and Frankie Howard. The script was by Charles Hart and Peter Bishop. The show produced by Bill Wesley. Thank you.